3. Great chapter in the Word of God here, and uh, looking forward to a familiar passage, especially a couple of verses that we'll come across uh, through a reading here. But uh, we're going to start in verse number 1, Proverbs chapter number 3. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy press shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. Man, what a, what a great portion of Scripture that we read. And, and there's so much in those verses. And, and I'm just going to stop there right now for sake of time. We're, we'll read a couple more verses down um, as we come to it. But you know, children at an early age, they usually learn a couple of words right off the bat. Uh, To do this theory, this test, I asked my wife the other day, I said, what would you say the most popular word is with kids today? She said, well, I can think of two, no and why. And I said, okay, good. And she said, why are you asking that? I said, well, I'm going to preach about that. So I just wanted, because I came up with no as well. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, Landon will start crying or something, and, and Adeline will say, no cry, Landon, no cry. And, uh, but then, you know, I'll tell her, I'll say, all right, Addie, time for bed. No, Daddy, not time for bed. Stay a teeny bit longer. What's a dad supposed to say? You know? Okay, Addie, time to go inside now. No, Daddy, stay and play. Come play with me. Stay and play. And they have no problem with the word no. And uh, they learn it at an early age, probably because we are telling them no all the time, right? No, don't do that. No, don't put your finger in that. No, don't touch that. No, no, no. And they learn that word very quickly, we see, from an early age. But you know, in our Christian life, as adults, we kind of cycle back to that. And we get to where we're telling God no. And so we have a choice tonight whether we are going to say yes to God or whether we're going to say no. And so tonight I want to talk about saying yes to God. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer before we begin, dearly Father, Lord, I pray you just bless our time together. Lord, thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here tonight to open up the Word of God. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to us from your Word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
You know, a very familiar song, Yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. Yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. You know, some of these songs that we sing, man, you stop and you, you read the words and you think about the message of the song and sometimes we just sing it so much that we uh, skip it and it just gets something, you know, oh yeah, I know this song. But, and some of these songs are easier sung than they are lived out. But are we willing to say yes to Christ's way tonight? And, and how are, what are some things that God wants us to say yes to? Well, number one, I see that God wants us to say yes to His will. God wants us to say yes to His will. Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 21 says, Make you perfect in every good work to do His will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. You know, God's will for each and every one of us as Christians today is to live an abundant life. To have a happy life, to be joyful Christians today. We see there is um, some things that we will find in common that the will of God for each and every one of our lives. See, God wants us to be a witness for Him. God wants us to grow in our relationship with God. And and there will be parts of the will of God for your life that may be different from the person sitting next to you or sitting across the room. But the the famous question that we ask ourselves, well, what is God's will for my life? How do I find God's will for my life? Number one, I think what we do is we need to ask Him. say, well, that's awful basic. That's awful simple, but the Bible says we have not because we ask not. We can go to God and we can ask for Him to reveal His will to us. And we know that God uh, has something for each and every one of our lives. And we have to ask Him, though. Sometimes we don't know the will of God because we haven't gone to Him and just simply asked Him to reveal it to us. You know, I have a relationship with my wife, and, and how do I know the needs and the wants and the things that please my wife? Well, number one, there's sometimes I have to ask her, hey, is there something I can do? Is there something that you need? But secondly, I know those needs and those desires of her heart because I've built a relationship with her. I've spent time with her. I've got to know her. I've invested in her, and, and because of that, I've picked up on needs and wants and desires and things in her life. Hey, with our Christian life, it's just the same way as building a relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, God is going to reveal His will to us the closer we get to Him. The more time that we spend with Him, the more time that we spend in His Word. See, God has the ability to open doors that no man can open. And He also has the ability to close doors that no man can close. But we have to be careful that we're not opening doors and closing doors doors ourself, things that we want, and justifying them, saying, yeah, this is God. This is what God wants. Is it really what God wants? Is it really the direction that God is leading you? I think of the children of Israel as an example that God revealed to them His will and what He wanted for them and how He was going to deliver them. We see that in Exodus chapter number 3 and verse number 7 and 8. It says... And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. Aren't you thankful that God saw their affliction? 
Hey, God sees what we're going through today. And have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. See, we see that God came down. He saw their affliction. He heard their cries and He was come to deliver them. He was going to deliver them out of bondage there. We see as we come into later part of that story when he said to send the spies and to, to spy out the land. We know that ten came back with a bad report and two with a good report. But see, those spies were not sent into the land to determine whether the will of God had changed for them. Hey, God still wanted to give them this land. God had still promised this to them. But it was going to be whether or not they were going to walk by faith in what the will of God was for their life, if they were going to accept it, or if they were going to say, God, this can't be done. Hey, they're giants in our eyes. We're just as grasshoppers. And we all know the, the choice that they made. They went along with the report of the ten spies that came back and said, no, the enemy's too great. We can't conquer that land. And we see that there was consequences to follow. That generation there was not able to go in the promised land and they missed out on the blessings of God because of their faith. Because they missed out on the will of God for their life. We see that God blessed Joshua and Caleb there as they were saying, hey, no, God has promised us this. God has already given us the victory. We've just got to claim it. God is greater than any, any enemy that's out there. We see that God can give the victory. God is wanting us to say yes to His will tonight. Hey, you've got to get alone with God, and, and you've got to beg God, and you've got to get in the Word of God and say, God, what do you want from me? Because you're only going to be your happiest point in the middle of God's will. What He has for you, where He has you. And God has gotten you here for a reason. You're right here. You're here for a reason. God has brought you here. Number two, I see that we need to say yes to His way. Say yes to His way. John fourteen six, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Hey, first and foremost, we have to say yes to His way of salvation. We know that He is the only way. Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's only through God. It's only through His way. In our passage here in verse number 5 and 6, the familiar verses, you've probably learned these as a kid growing up. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. and Lean not in thine own understanding. All thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. You know, the key word I think there is in both of those verses is trust the Lord with all. All thine heart. In 
all thy ways acknowledge him. That small three-letter word, A-L-L, all. You know, you, you've heard that saying, it's my way or the highway. Hey, you want to be going God's way. Amen. You don't want to be traveling down any other road but God's way. But see, God is a gentleman. God is a, a God of free will. God will not force you to go His way. We have to make the decision on our own. And there's times when we're going down life's path and we lean on our own understanding. And there's times where we're going down and, man, our way and the decisions we're making, hey, they look good. They seem good. They seem fine. Said, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. We've got to make sure that we're not evaluating the path that we're going down in our own eyes. But that we are trusting God and leading because if we're going down our own path, the destination is destruction. God called Jonah to go preach to Nineveh. Jonah said, no. Jonah said, I don't want to go. Jonah said, and those people are so wicked, they deserve to be destroyed. And we see that he went the opposite way as he was running from God and went to Tarshish. God said, this is what I want you to do. Jonah said, that isn't what I want to do, so I'm going this way. You know, we don't have, it's not up to us. We don't have the right to say whether somebody should be destroyed or not, whether somebody should get the opportunity to repent of their sins. Aren't you thankful that we got the opportunity? Hey, we're all nothing but wicked sinners saved by the grace of God. Aren't you thankful that God loves us equally today? God is not a respecter of persons today. We see 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering. Say amen for that. Long-suffering. To us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hey, not willing that any should perish. God is not God just a chosen few that He selected to be saved today, but He is not willing that any should perish, and He wants to see all come to repentance. See, we have to be on the lookout for warning signs and down the path that we're headed. You're driving down the highway. On the opposite side that you're driving down, you'll see these red signs that say wrong way. If you're looking, if you're facing, if those signs are facing you, quickly get off the road or turn around. Those signs are there to help people go in the right direction. Those signs are there to help prevent head-on collisions. When we are going down the wrong path of life, it is only a matter of time. If we stay on that path long enough, a head-on collision will occur. We can only dodge so many cars. 
We can only dodge so many situations in our life, but if we keep traveling down the, that wrong path, our own way, it will lead to a head-on collision. We see that Jonah finally made the decision to turn around and to go God's way. It took him being in the belly of that whale to realize, hey, God's way is a whole lot better than trying to go my way and trying to run from God. And we know we can't run from God. We know that God is watching and God sees what we do. We're just as guilty as Jonah. There's times when we try to run from God. We try to hide from God. Whether it's we're scared of what God is asking us to do because we're not sure what it may entail or what be ahead of us in the future or or whether we just say, no, that's just not what I want to do right now. We've probably all been there at some point or another in our life. Think of the prodigal son. He wanted what was his and he wanted out of his father's house. He wanted to go do his own thing. He wanted to go spend his money, live his life how he wanted to live it. And no one was going to stop him. We see at the end of that, we see where it led him. It led him to a hog pen. Eating the, the, the husk of the, the corn there, eating with the hogs, he realized how much better off he was at his father's house. How much better off his father's servants were. He said, I want to go back. He said, I don't care if I've just got to be a servant. I'm not worthy to be uh, called back as your son, but I want to come back and be a servant. Because he went down a path and he came to a point, realization, and he realized, hey, this own path, making my own decision, telling no for God has its consequences. Praise God, he had the time and he made the right decision to go back. We don't have the promise of being able to to go back every time. We think, well, I'm just going to go live my life. I'm just going to go do what I want for X amount of time. And then down the road, I'll get right and I'll get back with God. Hey, we're not promised that time. Hey, we're not promised that opportunity. There was a lot of scars and bruises that the prodigal son had to deal with even when he got back. But that road is... Headed back is not traveled by many. But thank God that He is long-suffering. Thank God that He doesn't give up on His children when we tell Him no. We see the, the consequence. We see the examples that are given in the Word of God when somebody says no to God, where it leads them. We see and they finally they realize they, they've faced the consequences of God and they realize... Hey, I want to go back. Hey, okay, Lord, I'm willing to say yes. Think of and look at what they could have missed out if they would have just said yes from the get-go. How many times do we miss out on the blessings of God in our life because we just say no? Because we don't think it'll, eh, I'm not sure that'll be too comfortable. I'm not sure I will like that way or what God has for me. And we're missing out. Say yes to His will. Say yes to His way. 
Thirdly, say yes to God's word. Say yes to his word. Verse number one of Proverbs chapter three, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. You know, there are some great promises that come with keeping the word of God. Verse number two says, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. You know, when you were a kid, I'm sure there was a time when you had a great secret. And you wanted to tell your friend or your brother or sister, but before you told them that secret, you made them do something. You made them pinky promise not to tell anyone else. And you know what probably happened? They probably broke that promise. Or we've been on the side of it. Oh yeah, I pinky, pinky promise. I won't tell anybody. Zip the lips, throw the key away. But somehow we find a spare key. And we, we unlock it. And we break that promise. Or maybe somebody's told you they've promised you something, but they've broken that promise. Maybe it was out of their control. Maybe the circumstances, they couldn't control that. And, and we know there's times when that happens. But I'm thankful for Titus chapter 1, verse number 2, and hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. God's word and God's promises cannot be broken. Which God that cannot lie. Man. That's a great thing for a Christian today. To realize that God is not going to break his promise with us. See, saying yes to God's word and God's commandments brings great promises on our life. Also, saying yes to God's word is good for our spiritual health. Verse number 8, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. We physically, we get sick. We go to the doctor, we go to the hospital. They give us medicine to treat the sickness, the illness, whatever we're dealing with. The Word of God is a medicine today for a sick spirit. The Word of God is something that can restore us and, and heal our broken spirit. And you say, oh, well, then I only need the Word of God when I'm sick. Absolutely not. It is also like a vitamin that we take to prevent us from getting sick. We take it to prevent us from going down the wrong path or, or leading us uh, or getting into a harmful situation or whatever the case may be. is something that puts guardrails up. It puts warning signs out and it help us, helps us to make those decisions. 1 Timothy 4.8 I told my Sunday school class a few weeks ago, this was my life verse. For bodily exercise profiteth little. I'm a practicing, I, I practice this daily, this verse, okay? For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness 
is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Godliness. How godly are we tonight? The Word of God is going to help to cleanse us and to show us and to direct us and to help us increase our godliness. You know, also the Word of God gives wisdom. Verse number 13 of our text says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. You know, sometimes the best way to show wisdom is just to keep our lips shut. You know, I have to practice that a lot of times. You know, isn't it amazing how the words that come out of our mouth, how much trouble they can get us in? You know, and sometimes we're set up, especially as men. There's my wife. You know... They ask us these questions that is a lose-lose situation, okay? Just a lose-lose situation, okay? I'm not even going to go down that road. I'll I'll just keep my mouth shut. Because Proverbs 17, 28 says, Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. I'm foolish a lot of times, and so... I can just keep my mouth shut and be counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Just not. Sometimes nodding can get you in trouble too, though, so just do nothing. Moving on. We see the word of God brings peace. Word of God brings peace. Verse number 17, Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which path is Passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus and the peace of God. We need the peace of God in our life. Whether it's, just as it says there, it says, be careful for nothing. Whatever it is, bring to God by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let our request be made known unto him. And we can have the peace of God. The word of God brings peace. In times of discouragement, in times of trial and tribulation and temptation and whatever it may be to come to the word of God and to to read the word of God and to to claim the, the promises of God and to go over it again and go over it again and go over it again and then to get that peace of God. Say, God, I know this is... This is what you'd have for me. This is your will for my life. What comes with that? Peace of God. God, I'm saying yes to go in your way. Lord, I've tried to go my own way. And time and time again I fail. But 
I'm saying yes to your way. What comes with that? Peace from God. Saying yes to the Word of God and and keeping its commandments. What comes along with that? The peace of God. Life is full of decisions. Life is full of either yes or no. In our Christian walk, we see that we will either say yes to God or we will say no. There's no maybes. There's no, eh, let me put that off. Hey, that's just like saying no. It's either yes or it's no. My question for you tonight is, what is God asking you to do for Him? Maybe God has been working on you for years and years and years about something. And you've been telling Him, no, no, no. Let tonight be the night that you say, yes. God, I'm tired of, of saying no. I'm tired of things not working out. I'm tired. I feel miserable. It's because we're trying to do it our own way. God says, say yes to me. You know what the worst thing that can happen if we say yes to God? Worst thing that can happen, there's a burden that's lifted from us. There's peace that we receive from God. There's blessing upon our life. There's joy and happiness restored. Hey, these are the worst things that can happen. Now, there's going to be tough times. There's going to be times when we're in the will of God and we're going His way and and we're saying yes and we feel like, man, we're in a storm. But try going through a storm saying no to God. It's a lot different. He's able, just as we sang, He is able. Maybe He's been trying, maybe He's been telling you, hey, you need to get saved. Maybe you've been telling the Holy Spirit, has been convicting your heart, you've been saying no. See, Satan's not going to tell you to get saved. Satan's going to try to get you to doubt your salvation, but Satan's not going to tell you to get saved. God is telling you, you need to get saved. Man, get that settled. Tell Him yes tonight. Mention some of the worst things that can happen to saying yes to, to Him. We don't even want to talk about the worst things that can happen by saying no. Because there will come to a point in time where God will have to get our attention. God will get a hold of us. We don't want it to come to that. We don't want to have to put our family at risk, our friends, our loved ones. You know, when we say no to God, that's what we're doing. There are things that God has to do to get our attention. See, it doesn't have to come to that. Hey, we can just say yes to God tonight. Like I said, you might have been telling God for years and years, and you might have been running from God in a total different direction. But guess what? God has given you an opportunity tonight to say, God, I'm tired of running. 
I'm tired of saying no. I want to say yes to your will and to your way and to your word tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time that we have. Lord, to look into your word to see some examples of, Lord, the importance of saying yes to your will and to your way and to your word.